Hey team, I want you to meet George Valdez, head of marketing at Monograph. And guess what? George is my manager over at Monograph and I get the pleasure of working with him every day. George, what are three ways our team converts our market into revenue? Three ways. So I think first off, it's, it's helpful to set the context that we service architects or in the broader sense, design professionals. So essentially everyone that is part of the pre-construction process, you can think of like construction process being mostly general contractors. Um, we're really trying to enable workflows to happen for that group of people. Um, in terms of how we convert the market into revenue, um, we um, have a very simple pricing structure that's on a per user basis at this point. And we mostly target the largest segment of the industry, which is the SMB market. So small, medium-sized businesses, um, anywhere between um, one-person firms all the way up to around 60-person firms um, in the U.S., and uh, in Canada. So we're very specific. We're really honed in on this market because we feel that this is where the most underserved area of the industry. So that's the main lever. Part of our strategy or go-to-market strategy is building an exceptional brand because we get to speak to such a specific audience. And a lot of our, um, I'd say a lot of our team comes from the industry. I myself have a background in landscape architecture and architecture. Um, we're able to speak specifically to the pain points that the industry has because we, and with, with an authentic bent, right? We're very authentic in our own experiences and we're able to connect with people even on an emotional level, um, which I think is very unique and, and very special about what we're doing here. What are three hard problems that you recently overcame? Three hard problems. I think, well, one that, that's always very difficult to pull off is a user conference. We did our second user conference called Section Cut. Um, this earlier, about a month ago. And what's, it's hard because it's, it's so many different moving parts, but we have a really amazing team here that was able to work asynchronously, autonomously, and, and in, in many different ways, and, and while collaborating at the same time to execute an amazing show for our customers and our broader community. So I think that one is, uh, it almost it's almost like two in one because it's just such a difficult endeavor to pull off. Um, I think the other piece that the other thing that's been difficult that we've been able to accomplish recently is we have now a full leadership team, and I think this is kind of important. We've been um, Robert up up till recently, our CEO was really heading up sales, and I think we now have the whole we now have a team in place with our new head of sales that's going to allow us to really. Um, like focus in and solve even harder challenges as we move forward. So I think that one, just finding the right person that not only, and why, and why it's difficult I'd say is because we have a very unique culture here at Monograph. We operate not only remotely, fully remote, but we also have a four day work week. And so finding a leader that can resonate with that as part of the, the challenge of operating a sales team was really important to us alongside the fact that um, culturally they kind of had to really be a good culture fit and, and a good a good addition to the team. What are three roadblocks that you're working on now? Three roadblocks we're working on now. We're actually going to shift our, not, not fully our GTM, but mostly it's an interesting balance. We're basically going to be splitting the funnel from a free trial motion to a book, book a demo. Um, and the reason for this is that we're seeing higher conversions on, on booking demos uh, at the moment. And so one of the things that we're doing is essentially uh, pre-qualifying through our website folks and then routing them appropriately 
to a free trial if they're out, out of, uh, let's say, our ICP or ideal uh, customer profile, um, and then routing them to booking a demo. And this one is a whole cross-functional motion that we have to uh, be fully aligned on in, in order to make it work. And so I'd say this is one of the um, biggest challenges. Second challenge I'd say is we've also recently adopted an OKR model. Um, and the team has various levels of experiences with this. And so it's making sure we're building the right cadences to be able to, to move the needle on these OKRs in a way that gets everyone, you know, kind of rowing in the same direction. Um, so the third one, I think for us, we've done an exceptional job of building a great brand. And one of the things that we're, we're working on now is how to tease out more so of our product, like the nuances of our product to the market. And so I think that's, that's a piece that's really top of mind for me that I feel very confident we can crack because we have an exceptional team in place now and the marketing team that can help pull that all together. But it is one of those things where as we've been building out more differentiation in our product, we want to continuously make sure we're having that differentiation to the community. What are three mental models that you use to do your best work? Three mental models. I like this idea um, borrowed from Amazon of, you know, there are two types of decisions, irreversible ones and reversible ones, or like there's two types of doors, one-way doors and two-way doors. Um, and I learned this a lot during my time at WeWork about the importance of being able to move quickly with relatively little information. And this was actually a very helpful mental model to decide on how fast to move on something. Um, you know, obviously there's, there, you know, depending on the budget of the things that you're working on, in my case, I was working on with uh, a project that any one location that I was helping to open up was for pre-sales was about a million dollars in budget. Um, you know, thinking about the trade-offs of that and just communicating that was really important, but also factoring in, okay, um, who do I need to bring in and how quickly, and also making it very clear for them whether this was a something that we need to move slow on or be quick on. Um, another mental model would be, we use this one here at Monograph about like move fast and playbook things. It's about the idea that we should do things that don't scale at first in order to understand whether they work as quickly as possible, meaning that you're always going to make the trade-off between quality um, and, you know, and just an execution. And so if, if, you're, if you can narrow your hypothesis down on what you're trying to examine and you can make that trade-off on quality because it's not going to impact the actual answer you're looking for. So as, an, as a really clear example, like um, let's say you want to know whether a specific channel or a, sp a specific form of content might work. You could spend the time belaboring on like how perfect that piece of content is, or you could really just answer the first question, which is like, does this new asset work in the wild period? And then as you start to like learn from that, then you might optimize on quality later while also thinking about scalability, but uh, which, which resonates with the playbook part of like playbooking it. So I think that that was also something um, learned really hard during my time at WeWork about, you know, building things up to a point where 
it can help other people or unblock other people just be able to move quickly. A third one, I'd say identifying blockers. I mean, it's just more like, I think it kind of ties to everything else, but it's like, can you identify the magnitude of the problem and whether it's really a problem? Because sometimes, uh, and, and I use this with my team sometimes to help them think through a challenge that they might have, where sometimes people feel that the, that the scope of work needs to encompass X amount of things. When again, if you focus on like, what is the real, what is the real question to be answered here? Or like, what is the thing, the real hypothesis that we're trying to, to solve that kind of like zero to one mentality or like, you know, we just have to solve that first basic question and then we can cut back scope. And so I think, I think it's kind of tied to this idea of just like, what is the magnitude of the problem um, that we're trying to solve? Or like, what is the magnitude of, of the scope that you're factoring into your, to the initiative that you're trying to roll out? And does it need to really be that complete? Can, can we get to an answer faster with less um, scope? Um, and I think that is from my time, borrowed from my time, like uh, heading up a product team where it, it was like really thinking about this problem through the product lens of like, okay, what's the MVP of this? Or like, what's, what's the main question we're trying to answer? And how do we build just the main thing that will help us get to the next question? What are three techniques that other GTM teams need to try? I think on this front, um, very important. If you work, I mean, I don't know, I think it's even applicable to B2C too. Um, and some companies are adopting this, but it's about hiring subject matter experts. Like, can you hire your customers to uh, be part of your team, whether that's in product, marketing, sales? Um, I think, especially in B2B, it's really important because often the first thing you're trying to do is build trust relatively quickly. And so um, part of the mission of, as an example, part of the mission of uh or the mission statement of, of the marketing team is um, to educate and inspire the world's design professionals to be better at business. The fastest way we could do that is actually hiring folks within the marketing team and within the rest of the team that also come from the industry. And so you might be making trade-offs at that point about like deep, let's say channel expertise or uh, things like that. But what you gain from it is something that would take someone who might not have might have deep domain expertise in the channel or sort of uh, at least within marketing. I might take them a very long time to understand the nuances. And I think uh, one way to think about this too is like, if, if your industry had memes about it, does your team understand those memes? Because memes are like the kind of uh, the, the, the inside jokes that you have to be an insider typically to understand. Otherwise it goes over your head. And so, if you can operate at the level where you can even understand the memes, then I feel like you can connect more deeply with your customer because a lot of those inside jokes that, that are coming from pain, like any, any, any comedy comes from some level of pain. So it's like you really intuit some of the problems that they face. And I think that is um, incredibly valuable for a team to hit the ground running fast. Um, alongside with this is starting the community. Uh, we are very inspired by marketers like uh, Dave Gerhardt and Chris Walker. And when I joined the team as, the, as like the fifth employee, first uh, person in the marketing team, um, this idea of like, how do you build content once such that it can be um, used as an asset 
in many different ways over a long horizon span. That was really, really fascinating. That's something we've taken to heart here uh, at Monograph, where we run a weekly webinar where we invite some of the most interesting architects in, you know, in, in the industry and interview them about things that they, t- they hardly ever get interviewed about, which is how do they run their business? Um, and that, that, tech, that strategy alone has allowed us not only to produce great content, a podcast and other things that we're doing, but it's also allowed us to go from high, like me interviewing friends to a team of us interviewing, you know, the head of the State Department's Office of Overseas Buildings, OBO, basically, uh, essentially the office that manages the, uh, uh, a $20 billion budget for the State Department around the world to build embassies, right? Like that happened in less than a year's time. And it just kind of shows the power of being able to build things that like with longevity, but that also have these other you can produce various assets from it after the fact. The third one would be, don't be afraid to challenge your market. This goes back to the idea of like, when you, intu- when you understand the memes uh, of the industry, you can probably create your own, um, which means that you have an authentic voice and, and you earn people's trust really quickly. Uh, a lot of times, like I, I hate the thought of being a vendor. I, I just, it's so impersonal. It doesn't, it's so... Um, it, it, if we're considered a vendor to a company, I feel like we've, we haven't done our job properly. Um, we should be considered more as consultants or trusted advisors. And so that means that we have to be very comfortable with challenging the preconceived ideas of our industry. And this is why hiring subject matters is so important because it helps you earn that trust really quickly. What are three questions you love to ask and why? Three questions I love to ask and why. Oh, this is a tough one. <laughs> um, of the market, I love to ask, why do you think it needs to be this way? Um, I don't know if I'll get to three answers, but I love that question. And I think that question can apply both to other, to other facets, right? Whether it's like an interview question. Because what it alludes to is like, does this person understand be either deeply understand a problem or what's the lens through which they see the problem. And hopefully from that question, you can then figure out either a potential solution, if it's a problem or whatever, like just that's a really ripe question to uh, move from. Um, I'm going to leave it at that question because I think I can use that question three times. <laughs> Who are three operators that should be our next guests and why? Um, definitely think that Emily, Emily Kramer at uh, MKT1. Um, she's a marketing advisor, was the former VP of marketing at Carta and uh, head of marketing at Asana. Um, she's just, she's phenomenal. She's able to, uh, when you talk to her, she can go from like high level strategy to really in the weeds tactics. And, you know, it's very refreshing to just talk to her because she's also no bullshit. Eileen Mendoza. Uh, who is actually director of customer experience here at Monograph. Highly recommend interviewing her. Um, you know, while I know that GTM is typically thought of from the lens of, of marketing and sales, I think the customer experience is actually a critical component to them because, you know, if, if you don't have a team member that's focusing on retention, um, you know, it's a leaky bucket, right? And so you're, you're not it's, and, and that whole idea of GTM really should extend itself to customer experience. And she's a phenomenal person to talk to. Uh, I'd be so I'd be super curious about learning about her mental models of what she applies to the industry. But she's um, 
also just like a sharp thinker and is an awesome person to work with. And the third is Miriam Mark, who is the CRO at Compete. Um, she was my former boss at WeWork, and I learned so much from her about what it means to manage with both empathy, but also manage um, to really lead. I mean, I, I think it, it was it was a wild time at the time that we were both there, um, but she was just an, an amazing leader. And, and I think it'd be amazing to learn more about how she operates. So good, George. Thanks a lot. Super excited to get back to work tomorrow. Cool. Awesome. Hey team, what did you think about this? I think you need to put George Valdez on your go-to-market radar. At Monograph, we're hiring a bunch of roles across the whole go-to-market motion. Remote first, four-day work week, amazing group of people. Go check out monograph.com slash jobs to find out all the super awesome reasons why it's a fantastic team to join. Oh, by the way, have we met yet? I'm Chris Morgan, host of the Market to Revenue podcast. Shoot me an email right now about what you thought about this episode. It's chris at markettorevenue.com. Talk to you in a moment.